What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking with the Source podcast. Just myself today, AJ is being called into work early, so I'm doing today's show. We have a great show, a fantastic show, a great, great friend of ours. You'll you'll know whenever she comes on, but we always go on and show her support on hers, and we've got her on ours today. But just before I do... I want to mention the global ghost hunt. It's the May one has just finished. It was a fantastic success. It's back again in October and it'll be May and October every year. So go to www.globalghosthunt.com, sign your team up. It's going to be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. But without further ado, I want to bring on our guest for today. We have. Laura Lee Potvin from the Angel Rock and the thing at the end of the bed, at the foot of, at the, foot of the bed. I say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's such a long title. That's why. That's why. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Anytime. And like I say, you will be on again whenever AJ's here. Uh, and then obviously we'll bring you on a third time when you and David can come on as well so that we can showcase everybody. Well, I've got to have you on because you always support my shows. You are always there. You guys, I see somebody. Twice a week, there. every week. Well, no, but there's a regular here, Sandra Sharp. I already said hi to her. Hi, Charles Rudd. And But people don't know. I always say it's Robin, but you you come up as Hafrin Paranormal. So this yes. is in yeah. the flesh here, everybody. So thank you. It's all right. It's, it's just the way it is. I I I name my Facebook as that for the paranormal, and then it just everybody knows me as as Hafern Paranormal. But mm -hmm. it's all right. It's Robin. So yeah. I got. I don't know if I could change it a word, but hey. <laughs> um, so what's going on with you then, lately? What's what's been happening on your end? Well, maybe what I'll do for people that haven't seen me before, I'll tell them a little bit about myself and the network I'm on. So I am Laura Lee Potvin. I'm a Canadian clairvoyant medium, crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, a spiritual teacher and mentor. And you may see my grandpuppy because he's a little monkey and he's deciding to chase a cat. And I'm also a registered nurse. And I have been on UFO Paranormal Radio Network, also known as United Public Radio Network, or very easily UPRN, for four years coming up next month with the Angel Rock. And the Angel Rock's actually been around for a long time. I was on a previous network and I used to do a show Monday through Friday. And uh, I recently started a second show with a very good friend of mine. I always did do two shows on UPRN. The previous one, love my co-host. She, she had some personal things coming up and the show was sort of put in the back burner. 
So the thing at the foot of the bed is new. On the Angel Rock on Monday nights, which is 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I say I have guests from all walks of life and whatever they're doing professionally or personally, they're making a positive change for humanity. And I cover all aspects of the esoteric the spiritual and a little bit of truth seeking thrown in there. Then with the thing at the foot of the bed, David Hansel, my co-host, an amazing medium. We both have had near-death experiences. I've also uh, studied them professionally and personally for over 40 years. And I believe I've had one as a toddler. So he has a very big TikTok following and he does three minute videos where people ask questions that we always get as psychic mediums and such. So uh, we talked about that because I get the same. So that's what we do. We start with a topic on Thursday nights. Got to be something kind of spooky or, you know, what happens when you die? Why do we have ghosts? We let you know we're not experts, but we're sharing with you from our own personal experiences and what we believe we get from spirit. And then you, the audience, we love to have you part of the audience because you direct where the conversation goes. So it's a lot of fun. And that's on from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Thursday as well. Yeah. Mondays and Thursdays are always booked for me because I know that I'm watching the Angel Rock. I'm and the thing you're there too. Sandra said, and nice to see you the bed. first time, Robin, because she's always known you as Heifer and Paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> see, some, sometimes though, like when was it? Lately, what they're doing around where I live here is they're they're putting it's like being back in the fifties. They're putting uh, food fiber in now. We've had it for a while now, but because they're constantly digging in the road to put more wires and stuff down and things like that, our internet goes in and out a lot, and it, it will do for another few weeks. And then once they finish around here, then it should be fine. So sometimes you'll see me. And I'll be on the whole show comment. And then other times you'll see like a comment from me. And then a half an hour later, you'll see another comment because I've had to go and reset things and stuff. But I, I have three devices ready. I have had my show go black right in the middle, like no reason, whatever. So I am ready and back on air in two seconds. I was going to add, I will be having Robin on with AJ. AJ has been on the Angel Rock before, but you know what I forgot to mention what was so important, especially with the show. I'm very well versed in the paranormal. I lived in an extremely haunted house before this. I'm in a townhouse now that I rent. And we shared our story on the Travel Channel's Paranormal Survivor, Season 4, Episode 9, demonic hauntings and i'm also writing a book about the experience it's quite the story hey zach man well, he's another one of the regulars you should know, now you know what yeah, robin looks yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> so what i was going to say to you what, what i was going to ask you was i know you've sort of touched on it but the first initial question we ask everybody the get the boring question out of the way is uh, how did you get into the paranormal? It's one of those questions that, you know, everybody has their own story. A lot of the time it seems to be, you know, from from a young age. Now, obviously with me, I was, um trying to think, I must have been in my early 30s when I really, really get into it. Uh, but a lot of people always seem to have it from, from childhood, mm -hmm. uh, I I know that I seen one when I was a kid. Uh, it was a lady lived up the street from us, an old lady, and she she passed away, 
and her husband, he was old and he carried on working. He was a security man and every night at the same time he'd get dropped off at our end of the street and he'd walk up the street to the house and we used to see him every night and there was one night we were we were out kicking football about and we were, we knew the time that he always came home. Sorry, I'm laughing and at the before, <laughs> Yeah, I, love, I like the t-shirt. Um, one night before, just before he came home, his wife had passed about three or four months prior. Now, she must have been in her 80s. And I was I was walking past her house and I happened to glance up to the top window and she was looking out the window at me. Mm. Now, you know what it's like when, when we were kids? You know, if, you know, if you go into your home and dad and say, I've just seen a ghost, they're like, get out. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't talk about that. You're just a you know, No, you didn't. That's just silly nonsense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, but... That that was my first first time, but I don't really count that because although I know I seen it, I wasn't believed. Whereas when I seen my first one in my early thirties, it was like everybody straight away was like, "Wow, you know, tell us about it." But you know, and you get your, your belief. So go ahead, yours. What? Okay, so going back through memory, I'm going to be fifty eight in August. So my earliest memory. We lived in this old, old house. You guys have heard me tell this story in the Angel Rock before, but for your listeners, it was so old. This would have been about 1969. I remember my parents were redoing, you know, remodeling as people do. And my mom steamed off, I believe it was 39 layers of wallpaper to get to the plaster walls so they could paint. And my bedroom, um, it was this old rickety bedroom upstairs, obviously, but they had hardwood floors. You had to wear slippers. Otherwise, I remember all this. You would have got slivers in your feet. And it was dark at night, and I always hated thunderstorms. And there was a really bad one going on. Everybody was in bed. I don't know what time it was. And I could hear back in the late 60s, early 70s, they had kind of those gauzy kind of lacy curtains. So you could see what was going on kind of through the curtains. And um, there, it sounded like a tree was tapping on the window. And I kind of peek up from my, you guys, like seriously, I've got three animals here. I'm sorry, my cat is here, my dog, I apologize. Everybody wants to be here as I'm telling this story. So anyways, um, I heard this tapping on the window and I look up and I thought it was just a tree and it looked like a claw. And it was like scraping the window. I'm getting goosebumps. It's not cold, as I'm telling you. So I hid under my covers. I remember going, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. And something grabbed me, like grabbed me on my upper back where your waist would go. I've never forgotten that. So I don't know. That's the first paranormal experience I can remember. But I know I probably more than likely I don't speak with my parents. But as the story goes, had a fever of 100 and almost six as almost a three year old and kept seizuring. And the last time finally the hospital believed my parents and I was in the back room for very long and stayed in the hospital for a couple of weeks. So I think I had a near death then. Then when I was eight, I've never been able to find out what happened with this, but we moved into a new home. It was built from the ground up. It was a new development. And from the time the snow melted until it fell again, every single morning at 3 a.m., I woke up unable to breathe. Like completely blue, like passing right out. Like my parents would be up with me. There was, I think, I don't know if you, what number you guys dial. Is it 111 over in Europe for like we do 911? Yeah. 
there was nothing like that. So, I, you know, my dad would scoot me up, throw me in the back of the car. As he'd start driving to the hospital, I would come too. They never found out what caused that. Um, they diagnosed me with asthma for lack of another thing. But being a nurse, I can tell you it was not an asthma attack. So I've always had very strange, unusual things, even as a nurse, really incredibly unexplainable things, intuitive things I would pick up, like just crazy stuff. Like one woman was about to head home um, on a bus three hours away. She'd been in the hospital for stomach pain. They couldn't find out what was wrong. And I just knew, I don't know why I knew, I would have 60 patients on nights, there'd be two of us, right? We had a really big floor at the time I was a new grad. And I, I kept spending a lot of time with her because I just, something didn't seem right. And then all of a sudden, and I won't get too much TMI, had I not been in the room, she would have died. Um, she literally exploded with blood. She had an aneurysm. That's what was causing the pain and they never picked it up. Thank God she hadn't been on the bus. She lived through it. Like I had many strange things like that happen. But I always say I was never looking for the paranormal that found us. When I really had the crazy stuff start, my previous home, it was insane, the stuff that happened. And it all started with a dream that I remember like it happened 10 minutes ago. It was probably about 16 years ago. Something demonic um, or said it was demonic, gave me its name, gave me its spelling. I couldn't find anything on it in the beginning. But a couple of years later, I did find everything I'd been told in this dream. So that's kind of how it went. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's been around me my whole life. Yeah. It's, it's one of them ones where it, it, there's always something that your, your, your first memory of it, your first, your first paranormal experience that gets you into it mm -hmm. is always stays in your head for, you know, like, like you said, as if it was three hours ago. You know what I mean? It all, always seems to stay there, clear as day. You know what I mean? And, you know, we have, well, have, we still do have a couple of times a year, but we used to have a show on over here. Like, like you have ghost adventures over there. We used to have Most Haunted. Don't know if you've heard of it or oh, not. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Well, I remember one night, it, it had just basically started on TV. And they were doing a live. And I, I was remember sitting, me and Julie weren't long together at the time. And we're sitting and I'm flicking through the channels. And all of a sudden they came to this channel. And, you know, it was just a dark room. And the, it was, the cameras were in night vision. Mm -hmm. And all you could see was the door at the far end of the room and a chair sitting in the middle. And these people talking. And, you know, like, it, it come, you know so a strange, a strange sort of, scenario when you're not really in there that much right and you're, like, you're like why the hell is this on tv watch this you know and then all of a sudden someone says you know oh we're doing a live ghost investigation and you think huh cool you know i'm gonna watch this for a bit it should be good and then but you and then you're like, careful because uh, there is no time and space on the other side <laughs> yeah yeah and, and then you're you're completely and utterly hooked I thought you were going to tell me that somebody was something had, because I've heard of that before and seen it. It's not happened to us, but um, I have heard stories of people, especially watching something live. And I think if you've just got the right scenario and the right energy, I have, people have reported something occurring at their house while they're watching a live stream. 
So I often said that. I often said that, right? When they were doing a, a, a live investigation on TV mm -hmm. and they're saying the, all, all the things, you know, we're calling upon such and such. If there's anybody here, can you please make it? And I'm thinking to myself, if anything's in your house and it's just sitting there watching and waiting, it's going to hear that and think, oh, I've got the, I've got the authority to do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I can do what I want here. You know, but I remember I, I watched it one night. This is, the, the, this is probably the nearest experience to that that I had. I watched it one night. And there wasn't much happening in the show. You know, they were, they were doing the usual different rooms, different kinds of investigations and stuff. And the very next morning, I was in work early and I was standing on the shop floor where I worked mm -hmm. and the store hadn't opened yet. I, we were in, uh, it was like a supermarket, like a big supermarket thing I worked at the time. And there was only three people in the building because back in them days, they didn't open 24 hours like they do now. Right. And we had to go in at six in the morning because they had a bread delivery and we had to put all the bread on the shelves ready for half eight for opening. There was three of us in the building. There was the, the, the manager of the store and then there was me and another young fellow who were putting the bread out. And it's funny because that wasn't even my department. They were looking for people to come in to do it and nobody would do it. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting at eight o'clock anyway that morning. So I'll start two hours earlier you know, two hours extra pay. Kind of extra money, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the manager was upstairs. There's only me and this young fellow on the shop floor. And this was the night after I washed one of these. I was where he's at one end of the aisle and I'm at the other end and putting the bread on the shelf. And all of a sudden, I felt a hand like that on my shoulder and push. And I near fell. It knocked me out nearly off my feet. And I was sort of thinking, you know, what was that? And I remember now, I can feel actual... The fingers and all on getting you know, shoving, and the young fellow at the other end of the aisle is a friend of mine. And he, he was like, "Are you all right?" Mm -hmm. And I and I shouted down to him, "Did you see that?" And he says, "Well, I seen you near fall over." And I was like, "Well, I'm glad you did because nobody else would believe me." I says, "I was pushed down," and he was like, "By who?" And I was like, "You tell me. I don't know." Back at this time, I didn't Did have the... Robin, because that's even harder if somebody doesn't really know you. Like, they may be aware of you at work, but if they don't know you well, right? And then they're all he, talking to you. That bloke over there, he's lost his darn mind. He, like, what's going he, on? No, he knew me from work. He, he was a friend of mine in work, but mm -hmm. I didn't, like, socialize outside of work and stuff like, like that. Would he have, like, known that you wouldn't have said something like that, even though he might not believe it? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, probably because it wasn't uh, it wasn't the subject. I wasn't at, at that time. I wasn't what I would call into it. It was just one of them things where if it was on TV, you were fascinated that there was people actually, you know, instead of running around filming after celebrities or going and playing football or sports and stuff. I guess here there was people on TV actually doing something different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was like. Bloody hell, you know, I have to watch this because if, if you see something on here, it changes the game kind of thing. But no, it was just, I don't know where it came from. It just, and, and, and there was nothing else after that. But he said to me, he says, I seen you near fall over. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying to him, well, I'm glad you did. Because if I told anybody about this and I was on mail, nobody would believe me. 
I says, I was pushed there. And, and he says, by who? And I was like, well, I don't know. I says, but I felt the hand on my shoulder and I was pushed. I says, and there's nobody here. And he was like, all right. So then obviously he he's, he did believe me because when people were coming in to work and he was like, hey, you'll never guess what. You'll never guess what happened to him. He believed you where yeah. there will be people that yeah. have known you well that would say that bloke over there, he's going to start raving mad. Like <laughs> think somebody pushed him and he tripped over his own feet. And we've seen that happen before. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, absolutely. But like I say, you know, between my first experience and that, there, there was there was quite a large gap where, again, I didn't really, although it happened and I was fascinated by what has just happened, it was like, right, well, you know, you, you start doubting yourself, you know, did it actually happen? Did I feel a hand? Was I just You're off balance? You're yourself. <laughs> Looking back now, mm -hmm. when I know what happened to me to, to get me fully into this, then I can say, well, yes, I do. But if I hadn't have had the things happen to me to, to get me into this and I had never have got into this field, then I'd probably still be sitting here now thinking to myself, but did I get pushed or or was I just off balance? You know what I mean? It, it's, it's one of them things that, Although it's more it's, yourself, right? Yeah, it's more acceptable these days, but there's still people that will call you completely and utterly bonkers. So, what happened to us, though? Like the dream and the whole thing. Yeah, maybe that would be crazy. But when we knew we finally had a problem, there was there was no mistaking it. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I share a comment? There's a comment here. Yeah. You, it's your show, Laurie. It's yeah. your show. Well, no, she said the live stream incidents when people experience activity she's referring to are because people are connecting with what's going on and it naturally draws spirits who see an opening to present themselves. I, I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's the energy is right, right? Because like attracts like energy on this this planet i believe too and people are a lot of them are in a let's face it when we're watching and you don't know what's going to happen on a live stream and you know it's a paranormal show we're in a certain state of emotion some people like yeah. that they're anticipating a jump scare or they might be anxious they might be a little in a place of fear right and sometimes that can be a perfect perfect match for something coming through that way it can and i, th I think as well with a lot of these shows these days and I'm I'm glad that some of them have changed it. I mean, I'll mention a name to you, Zach Baggins. Uh, people love him. I people don't even him. say his name. What I call him is Mr. Tight T-shirt wearing gentleman, and everybody knows who he is. I'm dying to hear what you have to say. I'll stop. I'll stop. No, all, all I'm saying is I'm I'm actually glad these days of what they actually do because when he's addressing something, well, whether people will. Some people will say he's real. Some people will say he's fake. I've stopped watching him. I'm not. I'm not saying what what I what I feel. But I've Ghost Adventures to me died when Nick Groff left. But that's just my opinion. But anyway, I agree. I agree. I actually follow more Nick Groff. You know, yeah. who I like to watch, and I usually do it on YouTube. And you guys have heard me mention it many times. I love Nuke's top five. Because he yep. does not tell you what to think. He will debunk things at times if he believes there's something not, not quite right. 
He also gets stuff sent in to him from all over the world. Um, one of my regular viewers sent me, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Let me check it out. She sent me the name of another channel. I'm a little bit on the fence about whether I like it. It's not nearly, um, I'm going to find the name. It's not nearly the same as Nuke's top five, but his schedule's all over the place. So it'll tide me over in the meantime. And he does pick up um, some of the videos that I noticed that are on Nuke's top five, but he has had different ones. It's called Bizarre Bub, B-U-B. So it's still not my favorite, but I, like I said, it'll tide me over. But who I really enjoy watching, I wish to God I'd known about them when we were going through what we were. Because I knew nothing about the paranormal compared to where I am now. It was a full-time job researching and talking to people and learning and learning and learning. And it's like going to a different planet when you're learning about the paranormal. But they're the Foreman Brothers with Paranormal Nightmare. Hey, Janie, welcome. I don't know if you've ever seen them or not. Have you seen them, Robin? They're on they're on YouTube. No, no, I haven't okay. seen them yet. Okay, the reason why I like these guys, it's three brothers, Rocky, uh, Josh, and Sean. And they have been through the paranormal as young children. Sean especially, I think, had some possession it's quite a story. Now, what they do is they use their own money and they go around on weekends when they're not doing their muggle job or day job and they go and help families that have had extreme hauntings. They go in, they don't go in to rile anything up. They go in to, to pay respect. They want to find out. They interview the people to hear their story. They share it. They then go in and they document some of the activity and it ends with a cleansing afterwards. And they give aftercare to the family after they've been in there. They don't just go in there to stir up a bunch of stuff, which we have seen in many shows. And they leave people in a much worse place than they ever were before. And I also enjoy um, the paranormal files. I don't always agree what Colin does. He's young. But I believe we need to support young people because they're going to be our future. And what I like about Colin, I don't know how he does what he does. He puts out a three-hour documentary practically every week. His family's involved. His dad goes with him, calls him Papa Spooks. His mom's been there, his wife, his brother-in-law. And they don't manufacture activity. So they have gone to notoriously haunted spaces. Yeah. Anything, they don't get anything. And you get to see that. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Look, what I was saying about about the the, the fellow with the tight t shirt um, was that the the one thing that I will agree with what he does is when it when he's when he's doing an investigation and he's he's always asking for stuff to happen, but he's always saying, "Can you go to Aaron or can you go to Billy or you know?" Where if anyone was doing that and say. Can you go and can you affect them and can you do this? Yeah. And you're not saying names. Who's to say that something in your house isn't, isn't thinking, ah, he's talking to me. You know what I mean? And the, the one thing I will say about him is that he, I, I like the way he's always naming who he wants the the, the spirits to, to go to because it, it how can I put it? It, uh, it the narrows down. The manufactured, right? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, and it means as well that it, the spirits in your home should really, by the by the time by this time, know who you are, so they'll know your name's not Aaron, or they'll know your name's not Billy, or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, to me, 
they're they're humans who have passed. They're still quite smart, you know. They still know what they're doing. So, to, to me, it's it's a good way of doing it. Well, the, okay, the, like don't get me wrong. I watched Ghost Adventures, and then I forget who the two Roto-Rooter guys were in the U.S. It's Jason and Grant. God, why can I not remember the name of the show? They were one of the first out there. And I never, ever really agreed with a lot of stuff they would do either. Because half the time they were so far to debunking that they wouldn't even consider like the water's turning on by itself and this is happening. And, oh, well, it might be a little thing here, a little thing there. No, people need more than that. That's not normal. Fear can feed this, you know, activity in your home. And to me, I think a really good paranormal investigator, you've got a questionnaire, you find out things, you get people to do a bit of their homework before, say, if it's residential. Can you go back and maybe find out who lived in your home? You may have to contact your city hall or whoever, go back through history, see what kind of historical events have happened in your home. If you're not able to, that's okay. Then we know. We know we need to do that homework before we come in. What is happening? Who's experiencing it? I always say to people, um, please don't be offended. I ask everybody this, but is there any history of mental health issues? Are you on any medications? Um, I'll, ask, uh, I'll also ask them, do you have pets? Do you have children, you know, young children? Because sometimes that can indicate, you know, what your children and your pets are doing. Again, you're going to be checking for EMF and for things like that. You're going to do a thorough investigation, but then you're going to go in there and you're not going to go in there to ask the spirits to put on a show. They're not trained monkeys. And I feel that we should be treating spirit the same way we would treat somebody standing in front of us. You're not there to poke exactly. at them and irritate them or rile things up. And if you do have something nasty and negative, you know, it gets worse after you have somebody in there doing that and then they don't help. Like there's a guy right now, with, I'm going to say, I'm going to call the paranormal files out. He's on TikTok. This guy has got one of the craziest hauntings I have ever seen. And I don't think it's fake. Well, I kept saying, okay, Colin, you and your, your brother-in-law, and don't get me wrong, I appreciate that they go around and everything. They went in there to document whether it was something demonic or not. And then after it got really bad, they're going, oh, dude, yeah, you got a problem. We can't help you with it. Well, why did you go in the first place? Like, if you're going to go, go help. Like, get them some help. Like, this guy is still on TikTok. I'll probably be able to find him while we're talking. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't leave people hanging. Like, that was the worst for us when we first started going through this. My partner, Dell was thrown 15 feet across the kitchen. And he's still skeptic to this day. He did not tell me for two days. Because he still could not believe there was something not there that threw him across the kitchen. He had his voltmeter out. He's checking all the wires. And then we realized, like, everything else coupled with what we did, yeah, he was thrown across the kitchen. So okay. we wanted somebody, and we want, you know, when I said it was, like, we live in Thunder Bay in northwestern Ontario on Lake Superior, right in the middle of Canada. We're about six and a half hours north of Minneapolis, Minnesota. But the next biggest city next to us is Winnipeg, Manitoba, in a province next to us. It's about seven hours away driving, and you can't drive through the lake. So you got to either go around the lakes to get to, like, Toronto area where there was a lot of help. Or even go all the way around the other way into the United States. So we always said, like, we had to be sure what we were trying to do when people would try and help us. Because we couldn't dial 911 paranormal help. If we if we got into a worse situation, what were we going to do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I, I, I like that because 
I've done a couple of house clearances and I always, if I take one on, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm there until, until it's gone or until there's literally nothing else I can do. But I know that I've got someone else that I can say, right, can you come and take a look at this? But and luckily enough. Right. Yeah. Like I always say this too. If something's not my field of expertise, I have no problem saying it. Cause I always say, if you had a leak in your pipes, you went on YouTube, could you kind of like fix it? Maybe sort of, but you're going to want somebody that does it every single day that knows how to fix a leak so that the tape's not, yes, stop, please. My cat, I got a letter out. I'm right here. But you want somebody that's a professional that knows what they're doing. I'm right here. Sorry. Here you go. Yeah, you're all right. And, and is um, doing it every day. And that's the same with the paranormal. I'm grabbing a quick break here. You're all right. I've got Henry Lee on here. He says, good afternoon from the old Gilchrist County Jail in Trenton, Florida. Come on. Are you coming in? Okay, I'm right here. I can hear you. Sorry, I apologize about this. Okay, so, yeah, you're all right. Henry Lee, if you if you go on globalghosthunt.com, you can actually enter oh, your, uh, your premises into locations for the Global Ghost Hunt, and that'll get you loads of publicity out there. Yeah, I'm right here. Sorry. I hate getting up doing this, guys. I apologize. I know it's a no-no. Here. Okay. Now we got all the animals out. They'll behave themselves. Just one in here. Sorry. So, Henry. Yeah, so have, have, you, have you seen the Ghost Brothers? I think they're fantastic. Are those the African-American gentlemen? Yes. That, yes, I have seen them. Not in a long time, but I have. Yes. I, I think they're hilarious. And and they, they, they're, they're exactly like me. They're serious about it, but they like a little bit of comedy in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I go out on investigations, I'm completely already serious, but I like throwing a few little jokes in here and there. Yeah. You know what I mean? My mother-in-law is my uh, my other team member. She's a skeptic. Oh, and, I love it. And I, I'll, 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 I'll quite freely say, you know, I've got the old tart with me, you know what I mean? And things like that. You know, <laughs> just, it's just, just who I am, you know well, what I mean? That, that changes the energy, right? Plus it's a lot more entertaining. To yeah. watch that. I've sent you the name of that video on Messenger because I don't think I can post a link here. Right. No, that's okay. I'll, I'll have a look at it. Okay, but this is interesting. <clears throat> you see what I'm talking about. So it's on the Paranormal Files. Yeah, page. absolutely. It's called The Possession of Maddie, Demon Caught on Camera. Now, they right. were in there and they had some crazy stuff happen. I've gone to this guy's YouTube or TikTok channel, this Maddie. <gasps> Holy crap. And But you know what? What I'm also going to say is a cautionary tale. When you're going to play with fire and you don't know what you're doing with it, you, you should be educating yourself. His, Him and his family were playing with Ouija boards for a year. Ouija boards are not evil, by the way. Okay? But you need to know what you're doing. I have an analogy very quickly with this. And I always say, say Joe found out that a ch- he, some reason read somewhere that a chainsaw was great for cutting down a chain link fence. He doesn't ask anybody. He heads to the hardware store, manages to buy a chainsaw, brings it home, doesn't read the instructions, but somehow miraculously gets it started. He goes over to the chain link fence. He goes to cut it and then is absolutely shocked when it kicks back and cuts off his arm. Is the chainsaw evil? No, it's a tool. Where the problem lies is Joe did not do his homework. He did not get someone to help him and show him how to use the chainsaw. 
I think that that's what's happened without any judgment. People do these things. But him and his family played with this Ouija board for a year. Then they went to some crazy haunted space, which you will see in this video, took some things from the home. And if we're going to talk about energy, which can neither be created nor destroyed, but transferred from one place to another, including items, if there's some anything attached to wherever you're going, this was an abandoned place, looked like a lot of bad things happened there took it home, and now he's wondering why all hell breaks loose. A yeah. bit of knowledge is dangerous. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I I will freely admit that I do not use Ouija boards. Mm -hmm. I never have done, and I, I, mm -hmm. I probably never will do, yeah. because I, I do think they can be safe, when they're used properly, but mm -hmm. I'll freely admit that I haven't got the first clue on how to use them properly. And I think that a lot of people out there who, shall we say, fake evidence, yeah, well, have used those in their investigation, which makes them you know, but what was the first thing you think when you see someone doing an Ouija board is they're moving the planchette. Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to show someone's, you. Some, yeah, someone's leaning their finger too hard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the first thing you think of. And it's like, maybe they're not. But unless you're actually, unless I'm actually there, I've watched them be done. I've stood right beside the table. I actually was in an investigation and I said I wasn't doing it. And I didn't, but I actually stood and filmed people actually doing it. And I still couldn't tell on the uh, planchette. I still couldn't tell whether everybody had their finger very lightly on it or whether one person was pressing on it. I've seen um, a Ouija board work on its own with nobody touching it. Yeah. I've seen a planchette that's been burnt. I have dealt with people, not by choice, that are possessed Le levitating on camera that look at evil i don't ever want to see another person's face any being's face ever again i have somebody that witnessed it not the levitation this is before i was even really well versed with the gifts that i am now that was quite scary i always kept i get but i get lots of stuff like that i don't know if i'm meant to be dealing with it not to that level of extremity or extreme but uh, that was pretty scary. But what I was going to say to you is a Ouija board is a communication device. But just as the Bible, is the Bible evil? No. Um, but it was man-made. It was created. And I'm not knocking the Bible. What I'm trying to say is collectively around the world, when we deal with energy, there is a positive, loving energy generally towards the Bible. With Ouija boards, on the other hand, just a tool, a communication tool. And if you are taught how to use it properly, I hear what you're saying. You can never verify, yes, if people are moving it or not. But the other thing is, collectively, it has a very, very scary, negative energy and belief system attached around it. A, P a Ouija board is no different than a pendulum. Okay, a pendulum, I use this with Reiki when I use it. Yeah. But I'm going to show you why I can't use it as a a pendulum so i'll try and hold my arm so it doesn't move stop stop so i can move this with my mind so i'm going to ask it to move uh, back and forth i'm going to ask it to stop and i'm going to ask it to start turning counterclockwise i'm going to ask it to stop 
I'm trying not to move my arm here. If I could put my arm down, but you won't be able to see it. But what mm -hmm. I'm saying to you is it's just energy. This is a communication device. This is no different than a Ouija board. You could actually draw a circle with a whole bunch of letters, right? I usually put my arm and stabilize it so you can see it. I don't use it for myself because I can control it. So if I have a vested interest in it, I, I'm going to get the answer I want. I don't mm -hmm. have a vested interest when I'm checking people's chakras. The other thing people aren't aware of, we have communication communication devices within ourselves. We can use our body as a pendulum. So you can be out, say you want to know there's a whole bunch of vitamins and you want to know what ones are good for you. You're going to look like a raving lunatic pulling out a pendulum asking, show me what vitamin is good for me, right? And go in front, show me yes, <laughs> show me no. but you can use your body that way. Your body yeah. can actually lean one way or the other. But again, I hear you about the Ouija boards, okay? And we've heard many a story. There's many, many horror movies out there. I always say, I don't know if it's true or not. I guess I believe the truth will always rise to the surface. But I hear what you're saying. But I think when we have a collective of people and we've seen people with Ouija boards use them, that nobody's really forcing it to move one way or another, especially if they're asking something scary or trying to figure out what's in their home, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think, to be honest with you, right, I, although I've said that I've, I've never used it, I have not, and mm -hmm. I said that I would probably never use one. Now, I'm going to contradict myself here because I think that if I was, if there was someone who had years of experience with them mm -hmm. and, and, could, and said to me, right, this is how you open it, this is how you use it, mm -hmm. and this is how you close it, and, and taught me all the right things to do, and, you know, after you close it, you know, say these words as well, just to make sure there's nothing going to follow you in as that. Then, then I might actually consider... Do you use ITC? Do you use... This is what I'm about to get to. This okay, I'm in your mind. <laughs> yeah, because... And, and the reason that I might, I might warn to using one is because if I turn my SB7 or Necrophonic or whatever I use on and I start asking questions, I'm just basically doing a vocal Ouija board. You're opening up a channel to communication. But where exactly. I want to go with this to support you with this is there's a lot better choices, I feel, than using a Ouija board than to have to whip out the Ouija board and use it. I think we need to be comfortable from a place of what we're using to open communication. And then if you've been taught how to use, because I will tell people that have hauntings or have strange things happen, don't be whipping out the, um, you know, ITC or intertrans communication devices because you have no idea what you're talking to. You have no idea. I did not do EVPs in my previous home. I hated that warning, but I did call into a good friend of mine's show. That's how I know Zach Man from Jason Blend on Paranormal Soup. He's on Sunday nights here. I believe it's 10 p.m. Central to 1 a.m. And he's on Facebook and YouTube. Paranormal Soup, you guys check it out. He's got great guests. He's fantastic. But he, once in a while, will have ITC night. And he did. And so I called in from the most active parts of my home. And let me tell you, that was more than a class A 
plus 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 EVP. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it, um, Robin, because I did have it pinned and I'll probably repin it to the top of my profile. But when you hear those communications, they were not planned. That was filmed live. And it was both Halloween shows when I called in. And it is creepy what comes through there. Hello, Suzette. Hi, Suzette. Uh, yeah, no, it's... I've I've often said I had someone like years ago when I first started investigating, and I I was in, the, in the abandoned building, and there was this other team in there I didn't even know they were in there, and I met up with them and we were talking and the, you know there were you know the usual questions you get when you first meet another team you know oh yeah. what kind of equipment have you got and what are they, and, yeah yeah and then and then they were like oh do you not using the Ouija board. And I was like, no, 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 I don't believe in them. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't believe in, you know, bringing stuff in. And, and then they were like, well, so what, what kind of communication do you? And I was like, well, I've got a spirit box in my bag. And they were like, well, well, but, but, but that's, that's, that's basically an Ouija board. And I was like. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> First break, no, that's right. <laughs> I'll sleep it for a minute. And then I thought, do I should just go home now? Because <laughs> You know, you've just got me, you know, and, and it, it is, it is, but I feel more comfortable and right. I, that yeah, so rolling, wrong with it, then you're gonna use yeah. what you're comfortable with, but but then again, I have I have heard of a right, I'm gonna say this wasn't going to, but I'm gonna say it. I have heard of a case where my mom, right, my mom would would say to me, right. She doesn't even know, right? Now, bear in mind, I'm 45 years old, turning 46 this year, and she doesn't know that I do ghost hunting well, because. Know. Well, she's got a she's got a little England, but she doesn't actually. Okay. She thinks I just watch it on TV because the thing is, she was before she had her three strokes. She was quite high up in the church. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and it was like you know oh you'll burn for that you'll burn if you do that you know all this, all this kind of stuff you get you know and it was like right you know so then what happened with her and she will not admit it but I'm telling you now this freaked her out there was friends of hers were doing an Ouija board one night now she wasn't there she was told about it by a credible friend of hers that wouldn't normally lie. They were doing this Ouija board one night, and it turns out that a man came through, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to mention the guy's name, and the reason I'm mentioning it is I'm not wanting to upset anybody. I mean, I don't think it'd be anybody listening to it. Will you shut up, cat, wherever you are? Right. But you anyway, must have all kinds so, of spirit around because they've been acting up. They never do this. My yours, I've talked no. to you before, and now all of a sudden, right? <laughs> so th this this guy's name is quite a quite a rare name. So this is why, right? His name was Arthur Berryman. Right okay. now, my mom knew him when they were kids, and you know, they were in like a group of friends kind of thing. And as they grew up. You know, some groups sort of go away, and other groups, you know, and and anyway, th this this guy had sort of went his own way with other friends and stuff, I guess. But she just knew him, and the guy the guy was killed, right? Yeah. Was murdered, and complete. Oh goodness! 
one second. No problem. I'll keep talking. So it's so nice to see all these people here. But they, right. you know, we could talk forever about Perryman. Yeah. Okay, he's back of with Perryman. Of Coo's window. Okay. So anyway, one night, this group of friends of my mom's had been probably, I don't know, drinking or whatever they were doing. And they decided, oh, let's do an Ouija board. Now, she, like First I say, she wasn't there. Drinking and... I know, uh, I know. Board. Okay. She, she wasn't there, but what happened was, they got the board out, and, you know, and is there anybody here? And it was going, yes. And, you know, are you male or female? And, are you male? It was, yes. And uh, so they, they said, how, how did you die? And it spelt out, murdered. Mm-hmm. And they said, can you tell me your name? Now, one of the people who was doing, if I can remember correctly, one of the people who was doing the board was a friend of my mum's and had been a friend of his as well, so knew the story. Mm-hmm. Now, this, this lady that in particular that was, was sort of, was like, touching the planchette on and off, but it wasn't really her energy. Mm-hmm. It was other people who were doing it. She was sort of, you know, when it started to move, she was sort of removing her hand, you know, oh, that's, that's weird kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It spelled out that guy's full name, the Arthur and the Berryman, and apparently this woman got up and ran out of the house. She was like, I, I, I'm not. These other people who were doing it didn't even know about this. And this guy had, had come through saying that he was murdered and what his name was. And I remember, you know, I can't even, I think it was over her mum talking to someone about it. She didn't tell me, mm-hmm. but I think she must have been like talking to me about it or whatever. And it was like, you know, what? You may not want to believe in it, fair enough, but why can you not acknowledge this? Why can you not actually acknowledge this? You know, this is just class A proof that, you know, okay, you might think to yourself, well, it's not the right thing to do from what you believe in. That's fine. But at least turn around and go, you know, wow, there's something there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's not the kind of the kind of thing that I I would I would do hearsay, but... Yeah, but you don't so. you don't have to, like we've kind of agreed. It's it's communication and you know, again, I'm not trying to get as we would say in the light worker field, the paranormal field, all woo-woo here. It goes back to science that everything yeah. is energy, right? We're energy and you know beliefs our thoughts our words and our emotions are some of the most powerful things out there and people do not realize this and i use the example of including our belief systems so say you're terrified of a ouija board or you've got a real fear or you've got a belief system about it you could potentially affect whatever's going on there right you really really could and um I, you know, it depends who you talk to. I know from my own personal experiences, the only thing that really helped the physical attacks, and I have pictures of this because I don't think anybody was going to believe it either. Uh, there, my partner's been bit. We've been scratched. There's a picture of me with a handprint on my chest right here. It was combing my hair. I did not touch it with a brush. I just felt mm-hmm. burning. Um, I told you my partner's been thrown 15 feet across the kitchen and what have you. And I always used to say when I was first learning that lower vibrational energy, meaning anger, depression, using drugs or alcohol, 
um, the sadness, anything like that can put you, it, it makes you more open to something coming through or you having some problems because like attracts like event, like energy, you're dealing with negative energy. It's going to feed off of something like that. But once I started to understand about energy and raise the vibration, I used to hate to hear that word. You need to raise the vibration. I always used to say, what the heck is that? <laughs> but it's true because we no longer had any more physical attacks or anything once I understood the principles of that. So where I'm going with this big, long explanation is if somebody has a negative view or, or they're afraid or whatever it may be with a Ouija board, you have no need or no business using one. Like you said, you're, you're still doing spirit communication using ITC. You're comfortable with it. It works for you. And a story, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's like I say, it's not my preferred go-to, but mm -hmm. who's to say that in the future, you know, I, I if I find out to go use one, because as much as you want to say, and I'm talking the global you, that you have no worries about it or whatever, this or that, it's just a tool, like I said, yeah. But I know I've had a pretty vivid imagination. I know I've seen enough and heard enough, and I don't watch horror movies, but there's lots of, you know, trailers and things out there. We've all seen it. So that's mm -hmm. in the back of your mind. So do I need to use one? No. So I don't. I guess if people feel comfortable, they know how to use it properly. And, and they feel like I do have a friend actually over in Austria. I don't know how he found me. He's a very intriguing gentleman. And he actually uses EMF meters. He takes a reading before, and then he starts communication with the Ouija board and documents when he uses EMF meters to prove the existence and what he picks up on audio and video. I've never met somebody that um, that investigates that way. It's certainly a unique way of doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's just one of them things. Some people use them, some people don't. You know, what I mean, some people don't actually believe in ITC, and some people do. So, my partner is one of them, and he's such a skeptic, and he's always uh, that you're just seeing what's coming through because somebody's written it on the on the screen. And I'll say, well, then. Don't turn on the video part. Just listen to the audio. Put your headphones in and listen. Because I do believe in ITC. We had four yeah. main entities in our previous home. There was a thing that I, and I'm still going to tell you, am I 100% con convinced that this thing was what it was? I don't, I don't know. Because as I understand it, usually something demonic does not give you its name and its spelling. I was given that. It was very powerful, whatever was in here. And what it told me, I indeed did find in the legend and lore. Right, Hey, Steve-O, right down Steve to what he told me. And it was not a common um, sorry, demonic name. I was raised Roman Catholic, forced to go to Roman Catholic school. I always say I no longer subscribe to religion. And people say, well, don't you have a belief in a higher power? Not that it's anybody's business, but yes, I do. I believe in God for me. And I have no judgment with what people believe in. But my whole point is I did find out what this, what I had had in this dream years before. Then we had something called Super Mario, if you're old enough to remember that. And there was a little guy in the, in the game called the Shy Guy. He looked like he was a little Grim Reaper with the hood, the hockey mask like Jason. I have almost a picture of that that my guys could see it, uh, my partner, my two boys. Then we had a female shapeshifter 
And she was almost, she was a doppelganger for me. She would take on my form and there's numerous incidences we had with what looked like me, but I was like down in the basement and it would happen up in the kitchen or she'd be doing voice mimicking. The last man was the infamous shadow man hat man we had too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's loads of stuff out there like that that people will tell you. Absolutely loads of stuff that people say. Well, my friend and trademarked the name of it, Heidi Hollis. Um, she's on Coast to Coast AM now. And she's the one that first came out with that name, as she says. So she does She does have it trademarked. Uh, she, I think it's Shadow Guy, Hat Man or something. She writes stories for children that may be experiencing it to support her. And uh, she's done a lot of good work with it. Hi, Kelly. Kelly. She does a lot of the... Um, she, people will write in and she'll share their stories and things like that too. So she's doing good things with trying to help people at least. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we've, we've, we're coming up to nearly an hour. So and that's what we usually run for. So, okay. but we've only got through a little bit of the stuff we're going to talk about. So I you're know, going to be on again. We could talk for hours, right? <laughs> you, you're going to be, you're going to be on several times. Well, you know, you know, you know, you are. So, uh, but Kelly says, hope you tear well. We're, I'm fine. Great. I'm, Thank you. Laura Lee, I'm sure Laura Lee's fine and all. I am. <laughs> mm -hmm. So do you want to shout out your stuff and uh, what you have coming up? And I'll give you want to give David a shout as well, he can. Okay, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. And like I no said problem. at the beginning, I've had AJ on once, but the plan was always to have AJ on and then have both of you on. So I am on the United Public Radio Network, which is also known as UFO Paranormal Radio Network, or just UPRN. And I have a show Monday nights called The Angel Rock from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, people from all walks of life, whatever they're doing professionally or extracurricularly, they're making a positive change for humanity. We cover all aspects of the esoteric, paranormal, spiritual, little bit of truth seeking. Then I also have a newer show on Thursday nights with my very good friend, David Hansel, and it's called The Thing at the Foot of the Bed, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. And we actually take a topic and you guys that are in the audience are a big part of the show, your comments, your questions. And we try to answer as best our ability as we can, either through our personal experiences or also through um, what we get from spirit. I'll handle David first. You can always write to him. He's an amazing medium animal, um, sorry, angel channel. I was going to say animal. He does communicate with animals too. Um, he's on TikTok and it's called the spirit experience. He's also on Facebook and YouTube. He has a website called They Whisper To Me. Should you ever want to book a reading or anything with him, that's the only way to get a hold of him because lots of people are pretending they are him and it's not him. Also, if you ever want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash the angel rock. And I have two groups, uh, Paranormal University for many of the things Robin and I are talking about right now. And then the Angel Rocker Tribe for many of the spirituality type things other than that i'm just doing podcasts trying to get my resin business launched and uh yeah but thank you for having me not a problem and i look forward to watching the angel rock tomorrow night as per normal i know who my guest is but she's <clears throat> one of my authors that i'm having on so i can guarantee you she's going to be interesting because the person i i'm trying to find i have my resin um i have my resin uh skull journal and i'm trying to see where i put it. it was right here i was going to show you guys some of the oh here it is so these are some of the things i make this does not do it justice 
This is all hand painted and poured with resin. So it doesn't have to be pink and purpley. It's actually holographic, but these are the type of things I do on my spare time too. So nice, nice. Uh, Sandra said, might good job. Order, might have to order myself one. <laughs> well, I have a spiritual line. So I'm making some pendulums. I have runes. I have chakra stones. I have crystal Reiki. Um, and I will Reiki them with different crystals, like uh, charging plates. And then I have, like, you name it, I have over 200 molds. So I'm looking right now to get the store set up. So I will make sure I let everybody know once it's open. Yes, and make sure you let us know and we'll put it on uh, our link tree. Talking with the store as well for you. Thank you. Thank you. I found with you. Went by too quick. <laughs> didn't they, didn't it? <laughs> but listen, Orly, I want to thank you again for coming on. It was, it was quite short notice compared to what we usually do. No problem. But, and like I say, you'll be on again quite a few times, I'm sure, because we've got a lot to talk about. I know. We always do. <laughs> <laughs> but... I'll let you go for now, and I shall uh, I shall see you on the Angel Rock tomorrow night. All right, for sure. Thanks, Robin. I Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Right, people. That was a great episode. I could talk to that lady for hours. She's absolutely fantastic. So she is a great friend of ours here at Talking With The Source. And honestly, honestly, do check her stuff out because... I can't say it enough. She is fantastic. Thanks to everybody who watched, who was watching, who commented. And please, like I say at the start of the show, please do go and check out uh, globalghosthunt.com. Uh, a lot of stuff coming up as well on that. And please do go to Talking With The Source link tree. There's a load of stuff on there as well. How to follow our individual channels, Hafern Paranormal, Coventry Circle Paranormal, My Journey Paranormal, and all the other things as well. Uh, but for now, from talking with the source, until next time, it's goodbye.